What's your story, honey? Come tell it on Kitty Pink Radio, where black media matters. You can hear the crowd sing along, everybody know my songs. Had the crowd learn to walk, country girls, small town. 14 years dedicated, look, ma, I finally made it. Never thought I'd ever say it, but today I live my dreams. Body bugs ejecting me, crazy fans, loud screaming, flashing lights on every scene. Autographs, lots of pictures, signs that say we love you, kitty. Superstar, my new status, fantasizing. Please don't wake me, let me finish with this dream. Hello, hello, hello. It is a new year. However, it is another Tuesday, another 6 p.m. And you are tuned in to Locked and Loaded only on Kitty Pink Radio. How y'all doing? I hope the new year brought y'all all good, 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 high vibrations, all the positive things. Today, I brought a guest with me and we're going to talk about um, some of the things, some of the resolutions that some of you may have made. And some of those things may be healing. Number one on everybody's list. However, um, a lot of times we talk about all the friends we're going to cut off. We talk about all the associates we're going to cut off. Sometimes we talk about, oh, those bad business deals. We're going to cut that person off. But the conversation piece here today is how do we cut those who brought us forth to fruitation off? and why that is sometimes necessary. First off, I want to introduce my guest. I I would like my guest to introduce herself. I brag about her all the time. If y'all hear me say something about the African witch bitch, she's here today, right now. Y'all give it up. Tiff, go ahead, give a little introduction. Let them know where, where they can find you, how they can, all of that, everything. Hello, hello. And first and foremost, I want to give thank you and good vibrations to our host, Kitty Pink. Thank you for inviting me on your platform. I truly, truly do appreciate the honor. I say to you, thank you, thank you. My name is Tiff, better known as AWB, which stands for the African Witch Bitch. I am a hoodoo practitioner, a practitioner of African spirituality, which was our first practice prior to our enslavement. But hoodoo specifically was birthed through our Maafa, through our uh, captivity. Some people like to call us slaves. I personally call us prisoners of war. And this was a secret practice that was birthed under the umbrella of African spirituality. So I am a practitioner and a teacher of that discipline. Um, it is an honor to be here. You can find me at www.theafricanwitchbitch.com. And African is spelled with a K, not a C, because I am a Pan-Africanist as well. So thank you for having me. And like I said, it's an honor to be here and I can't wait to delve into this topic. Thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you um, accepting the invitation. Um, I don't know anybody better to have this conversation with. Um, I'm going to play a video and this video is what provoked us to have this conversation on today. Discipline. Don't mom me, no. You had your learning, you had your chance. 
I told you to listen. I told you stop disobeying my rules. I told you being cute ain't shit. If you have no education, I told you stop disobeying me. I told you to listen and do as you're supposed to. I told you to do good in school. I told you to do your daily routine and you yet to even do any of it. And you thought you were disobeying me today and I was not coming to cut this hair off. You're sadly mistaken because you thought being pretty was so much better than being educated or listening to your mom, right? Yes, this is what happens when you don't listen to your mom. Um, <clears throat> this isn't my first time bringing this video to my audience. Um, yeah, yeah, um, I, I get a little, I have to brace myself each time. Um, I've shown this to you guys several times. Um, but I really, really, with this new year coming, and like I said, so many of us are making resolutions, who we gonna cut off. And sometimes we don't understand that cutting off those that brung us forth is important um go ahead tiff i i would love to i want i want to hear you i am disturbed by this video on so many levels and number one is because at my core i'm a child protector i have worked with children who are abused neglected raped human trafficked um, drug addicted, gang affiliated since probably for well over 20 years, well over 20 years. I consider myself a child protector. I love children. And I do understand that in order for a child to thrive and to be the best version of them, they have to be fostered in a healthy environment. Right. What I saw in this video was so many red flags that this little girl is not being fostered in a healthy environment. I saw that the mother feels, I, I saw a lot of low vibrational energy. Mm. Let me clarify what that means. That the mother feels like she's in competition with her own daughter. That's low vibrational. I'm sorry. Are we allowed to use profanity? I, I just want to ask. Ahead absolutely. Of absolutely. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. This is freedom speech over here, baby. <laughs> Thank you. I saw a lot of low vibrational ass energy. I saw a mother that's in total competition with her child. I saw the mother's face prior, which wasn't shown in this clip, but other versions I've seen the mother's face where she is heavily uh, using a lot of makeup and it looks as though she may have had some plastic surgery. And I'm not judging, don't get me wrong. I'm not coming for anybody who has had work done. But when you try to bash your daughter for having pride in her looks and you're mm. trying to disfigure her, and trying to cripple her self-esteem as a punishment for not getting good grades versus being circumspect on the reason. Maybe the child is struggling with the subject. Maybe there's distractions at school. This mother doesn't even foster an environment enough from what I've seen where the child can even feel comfortable coming and speaking to the mom about what she may or may not be struggling mm -hmm. with. Right. This problem with with her grades or not doing her chores can be fixed with a conversation or maybe a discipline of taking her phone or grounding her for a weekend, whatever, whatnot. You can get a kid's attention. You don't mm -hmm. have to disfigure and dismember them, but you do have to disfigure and dismember them. If you're viewing your child as competition for you, <laughs> you cripple them to punish them for being born. If you're <laughs> mad at them because they look like their father, mm. you know, there's a lot of things that could be going on here. Right. What satisfaction would any parent have humiliating their child publicly? That's first and foremost. Right. 
cutting off and dismembering them and people like to say well that's that's a yeah it is dismemberment when in this country we put a lot of emphasis on little girls and their hair women and their hair and yes. you're purposely making your child not even a, a professional haircut like a short mm -hmm. dude that could look stylish she's just cutting it chopping out chopping her hair chunks of yes. her hair because she just, wants that child to feel ooh. shame. She wants that child to feel ugly. She wants whatever self-esteem at that age. A lot of people don't know. I also have a, soci a sociology degree. Mm -hmm. that their self-esteem is being fostered at that age. It is the woman's job, a mother's job, to validate their daughter's femininity. That is what my professor, Dr. Umar Johnson, teaches us. It's the father's job to validate their right. daughter as well. But mothers, they have to validate in a different way. She didn't do none of that. She just want that child to suffer. Yeah. Now, the question I have for that mother is, why do you hate your daughter? Mm. Well, the first her knee-jerk reaction might be, well, I don't hate my daughter. Well, let me break something down to you, boo-boo. Yes, you do. You may not know you hate your daughter, but it's in the back of your mind that you hate her so much that you want her to suffer and not love herself. Over grades that can be fixed with a tutor or after school, you know, extra mm. help or whatever the case may be. Yeah. She didn't even want to explore that. She just wants to damage and traumatize her child, and she wants the world to see it. That part. It's that part. You want to do this, and, and if it were in private, that would be disturbing. But it's still disturbing. There, yeah. Yes, she put it out there for the world to see. So this brings me to my next point. The mother is not a safe space for that child. This mother and this type of mother is right. not a safe space for that child. So if this child ever got molested, ever got raped, ever got abused, ever got presented, ah. could she go and talk to that mother as a safe space? No. Mm. If her mother would react this way over her not doing a chore or missing her morning routine, imagine what she would say if the daughter told her that a teacher tried to put her hands on her or mm -hmm. cast her or the neighbor, whatever, right. the or a family member. Right, right. This is the mother who hates herself. Mm -hmm. And she might hate herself so much because maybe the little girl looks like her and she hates that child, not knowing that she's, that's how it's manifesting. This mm -hmm. is all a bunch of negative energy that needs to be unpacked, a lot of shadow that right. needs to be unpacked. Right. I'm so glad that you said that because um, a guest that I had, prior on the show me and her i've been following this young lady and everything um it she took it to a whole nother level because she got upset with me because i did not i did not agree with her she said that she too she understood where the mother was coming from and she too had cut her daughter's hair and she made it a point um to let me know that because if, if y'all seen, I did a stitch to that video and I explained to, to the people what I was seeing. And she was like, I'm not jealous of my daughter. She looks just like me. You just said that. Yeah. And then um, she said, and I'm damn sure not worried about her daddy. Um, I cut her hair off because I felt like it was important to discipline her in that way and nobody should no nobody should be telling you how to discipline your child but whenever you tell us or like this woman right here did she decided to video it for the world to see when you do that you give us an opportunity to uh to to have our own opinions or what we think or how what we thought you should have done you give us that 
you give us that permission when you share that with the world. That's just, I mean, if it really was punishment or discipline, you know what I'm saying? Keep it to yourself. If that was real punishment, keep mm -hmm. it to yourself. But we all know that there is a value in beauty, regardless of what y'all try to make it out to be, how y'all try to sugarcoat it. Nobody feels valued if they don't feel beautiful. Let's be real. You know, Absolutely. and you are devaluing that child. I don't care how you try to sugarcoat it. Once again, I don't. I don't care how you. Oh, this is did no baby. You are disguising discipline with your. You are disguising your hatred with discipline. You're trying to put it off onto us as if that's discipline. But a lot of us may have come up in households where we got our asses beat, but that don't mean that that was discipline. Mm -hmm. That was abuse. Mm -hmm. We don't call it out when we see it, and 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 I that's why this show is so important. We don't call that shit out when we see it. It's a lot of black mothers that are in that comment section, like we don't know what that little girl did, this and that. that she's a little girl. What mm -hmm. the hell you mean? We don't know what she did. You're talking about her as if she's another uh a female on the streets that you in comp with or something. What and do you mean? What she did. According to the mother, she didn't get good grades and she didn't clean her room or do her chores. That's what she did. So I disagree with the people like the one that you were going back and forth saying it's nobody's business. You're damn right. It's, it's my business. And let me explain to you why. In our community, in traditional African principle, we always say it take a village. It take a mm. village. It take a village. So let's discuss the village. Let's discuss mm. the village. The village means the whole principle that is an African proverb. It's an African concept. We used to heavily do that in our community. And when we brought, when we even during our captivity in this country and abroad, we still had that principle where it took a village. Everybody looked out for everybody's child because we were all we had. With integration, we started intermixing and we adopted slowly but surely the, the Caucasian concept of raising children. And their concept is that my house is an island. Nobody's involved in how my house is ran. But let me tell you how that's problematic. When that little girl grows up and not just her, and I'm not coming for that baby. I'm just saying in general, any little girl that grow up, whether it be me as a child, you as a child, whatever, we are going to be a benefit or we are going to be a detriment to the community. Mm -hmm. That detriment or that benefit can directly affect me. Example, yes. you are a mother to a beautiful little boy. If that little boy grows up to be the wonderful, upstanding man and gentleman that you raise him, but he runs into Miss Thang, who was not fed into, not life breathed mm -hmm. into, um, and she do something to him or come and break in your house or come and steal something out of your house, whatever the case may be, her upbringing and her rearing directly affects us in the community. Because right. it can affect us on a positive or a negative depending. Right. The same with the gentleman as well growing up. So a lot of these parents out here say, it's my business how I raise your child. But guess what? If your child grows up and does something detrimental to the community, now it's my business. Exactly. What you wrote, what you raised. Right. For the daughters. And then in the African principle, when the children grow up, everybody surrounds. It's like there's a circle and the children are in the middle and everybody mm -hmm. look out for the kids. And when those kids grow up, we're elders. They look out for us. So right. everybody feeds life and breathes life into the children. For that woman that you had been following, that condoned the lady who abused that little girl, 
birds of a feather. Hmm. I wouldn't expect Jeffrey Dahmer to see that uh, Gacy was wrong in being a serial killer. Both of them are serial killers. They're both right. cut from the same cloth. Right. So of course, one toxic ass mother, and that's exactly what it is. I don't know who this lady is, but I'm calling it how I see it. Is is going to condone the toxic ass behavior of another toxic ass mother? Now, for somebody who works with children in a legal um, capacity, if that ever came across my desk, that would be grounds to remove that child from the home. Mm. So you might want to rethink about that while you're publicly stating on public forums, ma'am, whoever, whoever you might be, that you condone and you've done that to your child because you literally just incriminated yourself. Right. And that could open an investigation. And if you will do that, what else have you done to your child? That part. What else have you done? So mm. we need to get away from the toxicity that has plagued our community. I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, sis, please do. That the reason why we have such a toxicity, and I'm specifically only speaking about Black community, even though I do know that toxic mothers are in every community. I'm not right. saying that only Black women are toxic. We can I only speak on what, what we experience. Yes, like, I'm, I'm speaking directly for us. We are so used to getting beat down by society. Markham, Malcolm X stated it, and this is, this is key. He said that the most unprotected person on earth is the black woman mm. she is the flower that's expected to grow without being watered that mm -hmm. is a direct quote from him every other community protects their women with the exception of black women we are expected to get it out the mud by ourselves. we are expected not to complain we are viewed differently we have to police ourselves in the workplace at a different rate than white women do we are perceived as a threat even right. by, by our men so when we come home the only place we can be empowered is in our home. And mm -hmm. who gets subjugated? Who gets to get to be dumped on and mm -hmm. gets all the abuse taken out of the frustration, the most vulnerable member of the family, which are the children. Yeah. And you know what? And as um, I can remember feeling so messed up and like growing up and thinking about certain things and like, you know what? I was a child, you know, that person was wrong. They should have apologized. And even now I've never ever had a baby, I'm sorry. And I make it such a habit. I am consistent with this. If I, because those of us who have kids, yeah, there are times you get frustrated. There are times when you lash out, you might yell at them. You know what I'm saying? I make it a habit of apologizing to my baby when I know for a fact mommy was wrong. That wasn't even on you, baby. That was mommy. Mommy was frustrated with life. And, and, and mommy was frustrated with all the other outside things. And I took it out on you. Yeah, you, you, you may have did something that you needed discipline. But I was harder because of what I was going through. And that's why I tell mothers, make it a habit of apologizing to your babies. They need to know, you know what I'm saying, that my mama is compassionate. And not just that, where there are examples. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know what I'm saying? With that being said, now I got a son. If I'm unapologetic about anything I do, he going to go out there and dog all y'all daughters mm -hmm. unapologetically. He's never going to apologize. He's never going to take any accountability that, yeah, I was wrong. So, I like I said, I make it a habit to apologize to my child. Whenever I know for a fact, like, yo, my, I, I, I overdid that, you know, but, um, and I want to say, I don't want anybody to feel convicted. 
I want you to learn from this. If this is something that's that's triggering you, I want you to learn from it. That's it's, it's called learning how to communicate. And we have such an issue with learning how to communicate. And a big part of communication, y'all, is listening and comprehending. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't listen to comprehend. We, we listen to argue. And I feel like if six, that's the lady I'm talking about, if she had to chill out and just listen to the point that I was trying to make, she probably would have understood more. And she probably would have went and apologized to that baby because you are wrong at the end of the day. And that's that I, I want to bring that into the conversation because we're talking about toxic mothers on today. Y'all need to learn how to take accountability. My apology it's not so much the apology. It's me taking accountability that I was wrong. Just because I'm an adult, just because I'm your mother, it doesn't mean I'm always right. Right. You funny you mentioned that because one thing I heard growing up from my grandmother, who was probably the most toxic woman I've ever met and come across. And I work with DCFS, which is the Department of Children and Family Services. Mm. Verbally, this woman was a nightmare, but um, she would always say, and I quote, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. Mm. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> so this that is classic um, narcissistic personality disorder for the people who don't know. Uh, for the people who don't know what that is, that is when you have a godlike complex, when you are above reproach. Mm. And you will do anything and everything to protect that. For instance, a narcissist will lie to your face and feel nothing. Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. And even with pre- presented with um, evidence, right? like evidence flat out, like I can sit up and I can say, um, I'm wearing a green shirt. And mm-hmm. then you're like, no, you're wearing a, a white and polka dot shirt. I mean, I'm looking at you. No, I'm wearing a green shirt. Screenshot. Like here, here's the proof. What color shirt? No, it's, no, it's green. Are you no, okay? it's green. Is wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I think you might want to go check your doctor. Are you sure? Maybe it's the filter, you know, that's a narcissist. And then not only that, like, like to add insult to injury and add sprinkles on the Sunday, mm-hmm. they'll cuss you out for challenging their truth and as a form of manipulation. And right. that was my grandmother's MO. So with that, you have to think about how one toxic person can literally fuck up probably six generation. Oh. Literally six generations because they take that toxicity and raise their children who then take it and raise their children. And that's what I like to call transgenerational trauma. That part. A lot of people like to call it generational curses. I disagree mm-hmm. with that. I don't believe that a baby is born into this realm cursed. And if you do, you might want to challenge your uh, God or belief system that you have that would take an If anything, it's a hex. Yeah. <laughs> a generational hex. Right. Because <laughs> like- it's toxicity. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be addressed. So what we need to do, in my opinion, to fix this in our community is to put more validity in therapy, shadow work, and put less validity in going to the church and talking to a pastor who's not a mental health clinician mm-hmm. who can help you process your grief and your trauma so that you don't affect your children knowingly and unknowingly. Right. And unknowingly, I put in caps because a lot of people are so toxic, they don't even know what they're doing. Oh, my God. Oh my God, they're never wrong. Always right. Never wrong. It's always you, 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 you. And a lot of y'all don't even realize that that's narcissistic behavior. Yes. It's not always everybody else. Sometimes you have to look at yourself and like, you know, (laughs) might be the problem. Yeah. Like I said, go get therapy, bitch. 
<laughs> and I mean that respectfully. But um, another another thing, like I wanted to talk about, is like cutting people off. Mm. A lot of people mm. don't don't know when it's time to let go, and sometimes we continue to go back to the things that are making us sick. We mm-hmm. think. We're doing all this healing and we we have no idea why can't I, why, what's wrong with me? Depression, anxiety, you know what I'm saying? And, and sometimes me and myself, I've experienced it to where it's like, my life is not that fucked up for me to be feeling all these emotions. And physically it can manifest. You got heartburn, you got GERD, you got, uh, you know, nerves and you shaking, mm-hmm. panic attacks. Right, yeah. right. And then like, finally, you realize um, one big thing, y'all know me, I'm not quiet about it. I, I, I struggle with bipolar disorder and several other uh, mental illnesses. Um, but in one of the things that my counselors, all of them have said is acknowledge your triggers. And and the thing with acknowledging triggers is, is just like you have to go to the doctor and get a diagnosis for something like cancer or, you know, even the common cold. You have to know what it is before you can fix it. And a lot of y'all, I'm going to tell you what your problem is. You probably don't want to hear it. It's your mama. Okay. Yeah. It's your mama. And and I know a lot of people, I've even heard people who have said, um, I don't understand how anybody could hate their mama or not get along with their mama. Y'all stop that shit. It's judgmental as fuck. You don't know what the fuck somebody has. No, you don't. Everybody's experience with their mother is not the same. So you can't say, oh, okay, your experience with your mother may have been rainbows and, and gumdrops. And somebody else is over here just full of darkness. Somebody somebody else is being told they ugly. Somebody else is being, being told that they you, somebody's getting their hair cut off. Yeah. Somebody is, is, and a lot of y'all think just because you don't hit your kids, you're not abusing them. There's a such thing as verbal abuse. Emotional. Mental. Emotional, mental, spiritual abuse and you think that once your children get become adults that they're responsible for that but no baby you planted that seed you planted that seed and now this tree is rotten we gotta knock that shit down with the planting of the seed i'm so glad you brought that up that isn't such an excellent point it's not even funny we have to really watch in our community how we parent our kids a lot of people don't understand uh, what cortisol is and let me let me clarify just for educational purposes we have a chemical inside our body called cortisol it's activated during fight or flight when you're terrified that that um activates and it's there from beginning beginning of human you know millions of years to give you that a pump in adrenaline to save your life if you're mm-hmm. ever in a dangerous situation i brought up that to say this if you're one of those parents that parent your your children with an iron fist and a sharp tongue to the point where every time you come home from work, the kids feel like their heart racing because they know that they probably finna deal with mm-hmm. some of your bullshit, depending right. on what you dealt with at your job. And you make big deals out of nothing, like cutting your child's hair over grades or not making their bed or whatever, or you scream and yell at the top of your voice for everything. You're giving your kids an influx of cortisol. Over time, that erodes their heart. What is the number one killer in black women? What's the number one killer in black women in this country? Heart disease. Exactly. So if you're a kid 
and you grow up with a toxic ass mother your entire life who always screaming and yelling and making a big ass deal over fucking nothing because they are, do not love themselves. They are having a fucked up day. They are having a fucked up life. They see you as competition for their romantic partners. They think that they can erode you into the ground to make themselves feel better. You are the powerless member in the family. And every time you see your mom or every time you hear her voice, or every time you hear her car pull up, and that too, don't get me wrong, this ain't just for the women. You're, you, you excrete that chemical in your body. And over time, you're in your 40s. Mm-hmm. And now you, you have heart problems. People don't think about the physical ramifications of piss poor parenting. They think that they can dump all this shit in their children's psyche, in their mind. And then when they grow up, they're left holding the emotional fucking bag to exactly. us. Exactly. And then you wonder why you're in a nursing home and don't nobody want to come visit you or when you have your grandkids and they don't want you around because they're trying to protect their fucking self-esteem and self-worth and uh, mental and emotional health that they want to distance themselves, which is very healthy, by the way. Yes. And for the people who sit up and say life is short. Yeah, life is short. Too short to be dealing with some bullshit and having your whole fucking life like like just cluster fucked emotionally. Yeah. I highly, 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 highly encourage people that if you have a toxic parent and it don't have to be your mother, it could be your daddy. It could be Mm -hmm. your your granny, your bald headed ass auntie, whoever it may be. (laughs) Shit. Distance yourself for your emotional health because we have people that are getting strokes, that are having heart attacks, that are having physical problems in their body because of stress. And that stress could be a toxic ass person in your family. Protect you first. Right. And that's most important. And it ain't got to be no beef. It ain't got to be no hate. It's just, I got to protect me and mine. Mm-hmm. A lot of you are walking around claiming that you're, you're, you're going to break the generational curse. Part of breaking that generational curse is separating yourself from the curse. <laughs> and sometimes that curse happens to be a, your mom, or B, your dad, or whoever whoever's responsible for you, for being a parent at that time. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's I want to express that so heavily on this on this episode is there is nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of people stay kind of like battered women or battered men stay in those type of relationships. It's all out of loyalty, all out of just because that person's been here, all because of for some odd reason you find content in that toxic ass environment. Um, break away, mm-hmm. break away. Yeah, a lot of people normalize it. Yeah. Everybody's family. I'd never forget when I worked in some of the shelters, you'd be surprised at some of the things that children normalize. A little girl, she was about five. She came up and gave me a hug. And she, you know, I'm tall. I'm six feet tall. And this little girl's um, head came up to maybe my stomach, but she lowered it. And I said, well, and I pushed her back and jumped. I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? And she said, oh, I'm just going to kiss you down there to show you how much I love you, too. Oh, my God. And literally, that was her normal. She didn't know. Oh, my God. That that wasn't okay. Because that's what she was taught her whole life. So, if the, and, and I know that's an extreme case. Don't get me wrong oh uh, for your viewers. I'm, I'm not trying to um, say that. No, that we, 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 we deal with reality over here. Okay. But yes. if you are, and now you liken that concept, that premise, to how you parent your child. You calling them stupid motherfuckers. 
Mm-hmm. Ugly ass. All of that stuff. You think that stuff doesn't seep into their psyche? So I've even heard some parents call their babies bitch. And uh-huh. I just dumbass, you know, all kind of verbal. You think that don't seep, seep into their psyche? So when she get older and any normal ass, random ass boy or girl can come and tell them anything and they'll latch on to that as a trauma bond because you set the tone, lady mm-hmm. or man. Yeah. Calling your son a piece of shit. You know, and then you wonder, you wonder why they, your kids grow up in toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. And why they accept um, anything from anybody Mount because Jesus. you haven't taught them how to love, be loved or be loved correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing I want to say. We disguise all this shit that, that, that you're doing to this toxic shit. We disguise that as love to where now it's even translated off into these girls and boys relationships. They think that um, the only the only way I know a nigga love me is if he knocking me upside the head or if he's jealous or if he's, oh you know, gosh. you know, that that's what this is resulting in. <laughs> I am so you, glad you brought that up. There is such an influx of children in middle and high school that are dealing with domestic violence mm-hmm. at this age. Yeah. Children. And they think that's love. Yeah, you go home at the end of the school, they might spend time with their friends, but they go to their parents and this kid go to their parents and they're in whole ass relationships where the girl is hiding bruises and the boy mm-hmm. is hiding bruises all over his body because his romantic partner is beating his ass. Yeah. How in the fuck are you in middle school getting your ass whooped, but you don't have no safe space to go talk to anybody in your house to tell them? That's we, another thing. We owe these children better. We owe way them. better. We're not just providing them with a a, 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 a place to lay the head, water. When, like all that shit is a given. Like you 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 don't do that for yourself. So of course you're gonna do that for the person you birth. But you have to provide your baby a safe haven because there are monsters out there bigger and badder and worser. That'll introduce them to some ways of like what y'all think happened on Skid Row. Why, why, how do y'all think shit like that happens on Skid Row? That's how I work. That's where I work on Skid Row, Los Angeles. That's and I and I seen shout out to my um shout out to my boy um the underbelly the the uh, white underbelly. I watch his shit all the time. I never even knew. I've I've seen kids as early as eleven and twelve. You know what I'm saying? They turn to the streets. Because mommy ain't provide mommy nor daddy nor anybody in my family has provided me a safe haven. Mm-hmm. I can't go and tell, like you said, I don't want to go talk to you. You act like this about some damn grades. What, what, how are you really going to act when I tell you that your husband touched me? Right. How are you going to act when I tell you that your brother did something to me? I know you're not going to believe me. You're not even giving me an opportunity to express and explain to you what's going on. Why my grades are fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's our job, y'all. It's not the, the job. Don't stop at just providing all the the uh, the the shit that's on the list anyway. What you going to be doing for yourself? You supposed to be doing it for your child, too. You have to be. We are the reason there are so many mental illnesses. You know what I'm saying? Like. There, there's so many kids out here going crazy, killing themselves. Oh mm-hmm. Lord, I shouldn't have said that. My bad. Um, but if I get demonetized, so what? It's, it's for my people. Um, there are kids who are committing suicide. 
How can you be 10, 12, even 16 hell? And you want to kill yourself. Y'all don't feel like y'all have any type of dealings to do with how your children are developing mentally. Y'all thinking, oh, they just going on the wrong path. I tried with that boy. You didn't try hard enough. There's so many red flags where you can tell if your kid has suicidal ideation. Hell, there's red flags to tell if your kid have homicidal ideations. And I know it's not really too prevalent in our community for mass shootings, but damn it, it is in other communities. Mm -hmm. There's red flags for that. You just have to have your bullshit goggles tuned and you have to know your child. You know you have what? To know your child. You have to be interested. A lot of these parents, these a lot of these bitches don't want to be parents. No. They don't want to. You have to be invested in like, let me tell you something. If if I king, everybody that knows my child knows that he can speak, but there are some things that he may not be able to correlate. You know what I'm saying? So he really can't tell me mommy such and such was mean to me. But if I if he come home and he acting different after leaving such and such house, I'm going to start thinking. And I'm, I'm a Pisces. Lord, help me. I'm a Pisces. I'm an overthinker anyway. But if my child come home and they acting weird, if we go back to such and such house and my child don't want to be there, he's showing out. That makes that that gives me cause for concern. And that's another thing I want to say. A lot of y'all, y'all like this mother right here. I don't know the situation. I don't know the case. But you hit the nail on the head earlier, Tiff, when you said, how does she not know that something there's a problem in that classroom? Mm hmm. Part of the reason we moved back to Arkansas is that my child was having an issue in this classroom and he had to be in that classroom. Mm. But he was always attacking just this one teacher. You have to be in tune, so in tune with your child is damn near like it's you. Mm -hmm. A lot of y'all not. But in order to do that, you got to give a fuck enough to do it. That part. And a lot of people warehouse their children and they don't raise them. They just warehouse them. Basically, you know? uh, technology is raising these babies. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of y'all bought y'all, y'all, y'all kids, if y'all kids didn't get nothing else that was like enjoyable or extracurricular, I bet you they had some type of electronic device this Christmas. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't. Time? Yeah. When's the last time you sat down and had a meal with your child and checked on them about their day? Kids may say some stupid stuff like, you know, silly stuff like, oh, I had a good day. But, um, you know, uh, Kelly at school was told me about her 18-year-old boyfriend. Mind you, your kid 11, Kelly 11. And the kid, matter of factly said it. I think he's ugly. I mean, she goes on to eat her food. That's a red flag that an adult would pick up. But you wouldn't have even known that. You should know. If your daughter's best friend has an 18-year-old boyfriend, you think that he's not going to introduce her to his friend who's 20? My baby is 12 and autistic. I just had to go and check his tablet because I was in the tub and I hear my music. My music, not PG. Mm -hmm. And I hear him blasting it. And I love the I love the fact that my child recognizes his mommy on YouTube and all of that. But it made me think, like, I really need to be watching what he's watching on here. Because mm -hmm. if he listening to my music, the next video after my after my video is another person that's talking even grimier than me. Ooh. 
So like you really have to be invested. I'm not shooting no darts out here. I'm speaking from my my journey becoming a better I'm I'm going to be a better parent every day because I'm going to learn something every day. Um like I said this parenting gig it don't come with no book, no guides, no nothing. You really really just have to be open and 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 able to accept accept your faults your flaws and all of that in your parenting so that you don't feel convicted. And one thing I will say, if the boy do walk out this house fucked up, you know, I tried my best to do right by him. I can say that, no cap. And I feel like a lot of times, a lot of us put a lot of pressure. Some of us who want to be that parent, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and Sometimes you got to give yourself a break too, because you're not the only, you're not the only teacher that your child is going to acquire along this, this journey of life. They're going to come across a lot of teachers. The biggest one being life itself, no matter what I tell you, there's absolutely nothing my parents could have equipped me with to, to prepare me for what's going on in my life right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want it. Uh, I don't understand how some fathers, will be real quick to check their girlfriend's cell phone, but won't check their daughter's homework. That part. Mothers too. They'll be Mothers real quick too. To check their man's phone, but won't check their won't check daughter or their son. Baby, phone. you They'll hit the nail on the meet head. meet up with the side chick, but won't go meet up with the teacher. You need to feel the energy of these teachers. They spend eight, seven, eight, six hours a day with your child. Mm-hmm. And meeting with them, feeling their energy, they'll let you know what type of time they own. Right. You'll know as, as a mama, because y'all got that intuition. We women, right. we got that intuition. You might want to know who your kids spending time with. You don't trust the school 100%, which brings me to my next point. Some of these teachers can be grimy as hell and they come into the classroom with their own bias. So they'll sit up and email you or call you on some bullshit. And before you even um, can think straight, they don't accuse your child of doing this, that, and the third. So when your baby come home, now you want to knock their head between the mm-hmm. dresser and the dryer, not knowing you know, the shit, wait a minute, sit down and think, meditate. This don't sound like my child. Let me talk to my kid and yes. find out what happened. But you have yes. to love yourself and love your kid enough to do some investigation work. You don't automatically believe what motherfuckers say. People lied to my mama all the time. When I was uh, six, 14, 15, we lived in the courts. I don't know if y'all know what that is. People across <laughs> the world, it's a part of Texarkana. Me and Kitty is from the same region. And, um, my mom would work a lot and they would lie to her, tell her all kind of stuff about me. Did I, she didn't, she believed everything they said. They could have told her I was the Unabomber, the person who did 9-11. I got blamed for it. Mm-hmm. Get to know your kid. You mm-hmm. know, does your kid really do that? Does that sound anything like their personality? Right. Get the whole story. Teachers will lie to your child. They will lie on you. They'll walk in having beef about your kid because they hate your child for her beauty. Mm-hmm. Don't have shit to do with your kid. They got self-esteem issues. They're jealous of your son because of his athletics. They have mm-hmm. racist bias. They yeah. don't understand why a black boy can be so well-behaved with good grades while their kid at home is uh, cussing them out every day. So mm. now they hate your child. So now they're going to give paint a whole narrative, feed it to you. It's your job to decipher through the bullshit. Right. Because you know what you raised, or at least you damn should. Right. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's... Um nobody's going to get it right all the time. But the thing is, is are you trying to get it right? And a lot of you don't give a fuck whether you get it right or not. Mm -hmm. And it shows in your children, you know what I'm saying? And 
I'll even add this. Not there are some, you know, not we not coming against teachers, although some of y'all is full of bullshit. There are some good teachers out there and they're dealing with your children in these classrooms because y'all not invested in y'all kids. Y'all don't know what's going on. You think they don't know? You think they don't know which parents are invested? Studies show that the parent that the kid that have the most support the most support, whether it be from both parents, one parent, community of parents, whatever, the kid that have the most support are least likely to be molested, least likely for gang involvement, because these mm. molesters know which kids to target. Yeah, they know they which do. parents to check in and checked out, especially they if they go into the churches. You drop your kid off, they at the church. You think that pastor or that preacher or whoever, <laughs> that minister who's got some bullshit on his mind don't know? Which mm -hmm. kids they, they know which kids walk in there, head down, beat down by home. Damn shame when your kid got to go to school and deal with bullshit and go home and deal with it too. Yeah. And then with with children, and that's another thing I want to say. Y'all stop devaluing these babies. These babies are valuable. Mm -hmm. These babies are valuable. Y'all devalue them. Like I hate for a parent to tell a child, you too young, you too young to be depressed or what is you depressed about? You don't pay no bills. You don't do this. And that shows that you're not invested in your children. You just see them as a chore. You see them as some pet sperm. You just trying to keep it alive until it turns 18. Mm, mm, mm. That's an excellent point. And when they say things like, I need you to go off and make something of yourself. This kid's already something. They're born something. They're more than something. They, has, they had a purpose before you even found out you were with child. Mm -hmm. Before that macaroni got scurred, stirred upright <laughs> and them cheeks got clapped that child's divine purpose was already set it is your job as the parent to foster that energy so that they mm. can be the best version of them that don't mean dump your bullshit off on their plate it's not mm. their responsibility why you can't keep a man lady it's mm. not your son's responsibility why you failed at your sports career sir and now you want to bash mm. his dreams because you're a failure and you made shitty choices and when you have kids, y'all, I'm sorry, but all the other things go on. And I think that's why so many people brag about, I ain't got no kids. Because all the, all you go on the back burner when you have children. You have to make sacrifices. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I understand why that would make a lot of y'all resentful. But if you're going to be resentful, get them babies to the, a lot of y'all women got y'all baby daddies is asking for y'all kids and you won't give them, give them to them because you scared you're going to lose your benefits or you ain't going to get that child support check. Girl, give that baby that, give that baby to the person that's going to love them correctly. One thing about me, I used to be so bitter about the fact that, you know, my grandmother raised me, but one thing, I can appreciate now that I'm older is that I had that one person in my life that loved me so I could feel it. I had that one person in my life that loved me that much. And that is so important. Y'all act like being alone and in the trenches and y'all make me sick with this whole promoting toxicology. Like it's just, it's norm and it's not. You're supposed to be happy. You're supposed to be free. You're not supposed to be suffering, depressed, and anxious all the damn time. You you were you were placed here for the very best. And that's not to say you're not going to go through some motherfucking bullshit because you are. Life is full of it. But at the end of the day, you need to know 
that you deserve the absolute best, the absolute best. And I, I know, I know some of y'all teens, some of y'all girls are teenagers. A lot of y'all tap, a lot of y'all tapped in when I was doing my stories on DeSoto ISD. And a lot of y'all, even though your mamas don't know. And that's kind of why I try to scale it down a little bit. But Auntie Kitty going to keep it real over here. Mm -hmm. But a lot of y'all be watching. And that's why I express this almost every show, even if it isn't the topic at hand. Because I know what it feels like to feel like you ain't got nobody. You just a little brown girl all lonely in this world. And I'm here to tell you, no, you are not. You got your Auntie Kitty. You got Auntie Tiff over here. And we have a whole community of other women who can fill that gap. Because mm -hmm. it ain't your biological. You can't always depend on your biological blood to be that. And it's okay. You don't have to be mad about it. You don't have to be bitter about it. It just is what it is. They did their part. All they really were supposed to do was bring you forth. That's it. That was their only, that was the only assignment that God really gave them. And that's why I want you to realize it's okay if you have to let mama go. Yeah. And who's to say you guys can't reconnect later? Maybe mama just needs some space and some time. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not even to say forever, you know what I'm saying? But right now, while you getting yourself together, sis, it's okay mm -hmm. to let mama go, especially if mama can't respect healthy boundaries you set for yourself. If mama don't quite got her mental together, if mama is still struggling with her trauma and her demons, it's okay. You're responsible for you now. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I just want all my ladies out there um, because, I, you know, I was talking to Tiff and all I could think to myself is the this can't these can't be the only women dealing with this. You know what I'm saying? It ain't just no one, two, three, four. We're talking about about four, five thousand more women who are dealing with this in secret and they really can't understand what's going on. Why am I so depressed? Why am I so angry? Why am I like this? If you're at a point in your life where you're not happy and, and not even just to say, like two said, not even just your mama, your daddy, whoever that person is, y'all cut it out. Cut it out. If you got cancer growing in your body, you're going to go to the doctors and let them do their thing, right? Mm -hmm. Do that in your own life. Sometimes it takes removing yourself and you don't have to hate them. You don't have to be mad. It ain't got to be no slugs thrown. It ain't got to be no getting on social media, bashing them. None of that. Do it for you. It's time to move on. You can now be to tell your little, that little black girl, that little black girl, because a lot of y'all are caught up and you still toddlers. You're still five and six and seven and eight. 13. A lot of y'all got stuck there. Arrested development. Yes. Let them free. It's time to let her free. It's time to let him free. They've been in prison for far long enough. Free them. It is okay. I'm sorry. I went there. I went, I went into my whole bishop pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. 
but I just, I just, I want y'all, like I said, it's a new year. And and also y'all stop telling people that they can't make um new go set goals for themselves or you know what I'm saying? Y'all stop that. It's okay. If people want to set resolutions, let them. It's okay. But that's why this show is important because a lot of y'all, um, I, I, Megan has a, Megan the Stallion has a, a tagline in a song. She said, um, they telling me to go get help, but I don't even know what I need. Mm. Break it down, y'all. Break it down, and you're going to figure out what you need. Um, Tiff, is there anything else you'd like to say? Thank you so much for being a guest today. I really appreciate this. This has been such a beautiful show. I, I love it. Thank you. I just want to thank you for allowing me to uh, grace your beautiful, wonderful, informative empowering platform i want to thank, thank you. you i want to thank all of your listeners and let you know that i would love to be invited back i'm always open you let me know when Come back. and you guys yes. continue to support this queen continue to support thank her you. she is amazing she's giving us a voice giving mm-hmm. us a voice for us to talk about these difficult situations in our community right. it's not easy to talk about it is not easy but mm-hmm. and it's nothing wrong with admitting that you need healing i don't give a damn mm-hmm. how old you are I don't care. We all need healing. Everybody need it on some level. It's never. And I really want people to understand healing never stops. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 get to a, a higher level. But as they as the Christians say, you're going to face bigger devils. So, like, you know, it never stops, y'all. Never, ever stop working on your healing process. Because there are even big, as you, like they say, it's layers like onions. You gotta, you gotta pull it back. So yeah, I don't ever stop healing. I'm sorry, Tiff. Did I fuck up, fuck up your no, vibe? I'm okay. sorry. Okay. I just had to say okay. that because <laughs> people be thinking that, oh, I'm healed. No, the fuck you're not. It's not complete. You got no. more work to do. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Y'all make sure y'all share this, share this, share this, share this with a friend. Share this with somebody that may be going through some of the stuff that we're talking about today. Who knows who you might bless. I love you. I want you to love yourself. It has been another awesome, awesome episode of Locked and Loaded. We'll see y'all next Tuesday. Bye.